Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Welcome to the ninth day of Christmas. As we look back and celebrate the feast of St. Basil the Great and Gregory Nazianzen. In the fourth century, Basil the Great and Gregory of Nazianzen made a mark on the church for years to come. As monks, scholars, bishops, and aesthetics, they worked hard to catalyze monastic communities as well as clarify the doctrine of the Trinity. God used their endeavor to help the church hold fast to the scriptural truth of the divinity of each member of the Trinity, particularly the Holy Spirit. Unlike those around them who took a more spiritual route to live by themselves, they instead chose to live in community with others in Cappadocia. It shouldn't surprise us that two people living in a tight community would be used by God to help articulate a doctrine of a God who is in community as three in one. We are made in the image of a relational God who's eternally existed in a mutually loving relationship. Rather than make us to be able to express love, he was already able to express the fullness of love within himself as Father, Son, and Spirit. He made us in his image. So it's no surprise our need for a relationship is more profound than we will ever imagine. Rather than writing a full reflection for today, the following is a translated excerpt from St. Gregory's writings from Crossroads Initiative. Basil and I were both in Athens. We had come like streams of a river from the same source in our native land, had separated from each other in pursuit of learning, and were now united again as if by plan, for God so arranged it. I was not alone at that time in my regard for my friend, the great Basil. I knew his irreproachable conduct and the maturity and wisdom of his conversation. I sought to persuade others to whom he was less well known to have the same high regard for him. Many fell immediately under his spell, for they had already heard of him by reputation and hearsay. What was the outcome? Almost alone of those who had come to Athens to study, he was exempted from the customary ceremonies of initiation, for he was held in higher honor than his status as a first-year student seemed to warrant. Such was the prelude to our friendship, the kindling of that flame that was to bind us together. In this way, we began to feel affection for each other. When in the course of time we acknowledged our friendship and recognized that our ambition was a life of true wisdom, we became everything to each other. We shared the same lodging, the same table, the same desires, the same goal. Our love for each other grew daily warmer and deeper. The same hope inspired us, the pursuit of learning. This is an ambition especially subject to envy. Yet between us, there was no envy. On the contrary, we made capital out of our rivalry. Our rivalry consisted not in seeking the first place for oneself, but in yielding it to the other, for we each looked on the other's successes as our own. We seemed to be two bodies with a single spirit. 
Though we cannot believe those who claim that everything is contained in everything, yet you must believe that in our case, each of us was in the other and with the other. Our single object and ambition was virtue and a life of hope in the blessings that are to come. We wanted to withdraw from this world before we departed from it. With this end in view, we ordered our lives and all our actions. We followed the guidance of God's law and spurred each other on to virtue. If it is not too boastful to say, we found in each other a standard and rule for discerning right from wrong. Different men have different names, which they owe to their parents or to themselves, that is, to their own pursuits and achievements. But our great pursuit, the great name we wanted was to be Christians, to be called Christians. As we begin this new year, I want you to reflect on the friendship and unity of these two men. The competition to spur one another on, to look out to the other interests, to be united in heart, mind, and soul. Who are the friends that you have in your life that you can hold to such high esteem? If you're lacking those friends, what is your prayer to the God who is the relational three-in-one God to give you friends that are body, soul, spirit united for the same cause that is knowing Christ? May we be a people whose friends are deep as we pursue Jesus together.